Welcome to another episode of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys again for tuning in to another exciting episode. This is my first uh, one-on-one episode after, how long has it been? Maybe about a year and a half, almost? A year and three months. I think and I'm March. welcoming back a good friend of the show, uh, Mark Slaughter. Hello. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Hello again from a year later. It's so crazy. We haven't hung out since then. And this is the first time I've actually been back to your new place, uh, undisclosed location. For those listening out there, we're not, I'm not going to tell you where Mark lives because that's uh, it's private info. And by the time we have another, I'll probably have moved again. So <laughs> move down to like Clear Lake or something or I don't know. You never know. You just never know. But I think this sounds good from where I'm at. But anyways, this is man, it feels kind of strange going back to recording these in person yeah <laughs> so we actually took the time out today to uh hopefully we're gonna fall asleep over here just went out to eat for a little bit and just to hang out and catch up on all things post i guess you could say post pandemic or whatever you want to call it i Close-ish don't really know enough <laughs> i don't really know but i think the last time we i did one of these in person was with you i think so yeah And, uh, it had to be, was it March or it was March 2020? Yes. March, 2020. Cause we, I think maybe we split the same one into two episodes and then the second one came out early April. Yeah, that's right. I do remember now. I don't really go back to listen to my stuff, but I think that's, I think you're right on that. See, I have the benefit of listening to your episodes because I'm not there for most of them. And like I told you last night, the only ones that I don't listen to were the ones that I recorded with you, which I had to go back and start listening to earlier. There you go. Dude, it's been it's been a crazy year and a half since we've finally been able to hang out. I think we even recorded a couple on Skype, maybe about one or two. I think I think it was one just one Skype session that we did at my last place, probably not too long after. I don't know. I can't even remember when that one was. It was a little while ago. But we did one over Skype, and I remember we played around with settings for a while. It's just crazy. It's very tedious to do it over Skype. And imagine how all these pros do it. They're doing them all the time through Zoom and stuff. And I'd rather just do it in person or do it by myself and then just go off and put it up. But it's ha- having to do it in person is just it's better yeah it was a whole different dynamic because i remember when we were trying to record over skype it was okay well i haven't used skype in forever and then you were on the ipad and i remember you were trying to get a we were trying to get an angle where we could both see each other on camera because yeah. it's weirder when you're talking to someone you can't see them and then the signal would kind of break up and i think you dropped the ipad <laughs> when you were trying to set it up and it fell over and yeah because i think what i should have done was I think what we were doing was, I think I was doing it on the iPad, and at one point I was doing it on the Mac. Uh, It didn't really matter if I was looking at you. I noticed later on because it was just audio. It wasn't really video. Right, but that connection level of like how the the conversation's different. Well, the connection was, uh, for me, I have really spotty Wi-Fi at home, so it's not... That's why everything that I use at home, except for the MacBook and... uh, and like my phone and stuff, iPad, 
I plug everything directly through the right. cable, through the modem, whether it's my PC or my video game consoles. Uh, <laughs> it's just a stronger f- connection since it's just wired. But I had a couple like that that at times would kind of break. Even during my meetings for work, it was almost like it would almost freeze and it, the message would pop up saying you have an unstable connection. I'm like, right, it's going to kick me out of here before you know it. But it's been interesting year and a half um luckily for both of us we still kept our jobs i think the yeah. last time we spoke we were kind of anticipating what was about to happen and didn't really expect for it to last as long as it has and to this day things are still kind of they're still not back to where they used to be before right i think the last time we recorded about covid was even i think it was mid-march and that was right before we even got sent home. That's the first right. Part. We were working still every day. Uh, rodeo had just started. And that's right. Since that's right next to my office, um, I was dreading the parking situation. Undisclosed location at the <laughs> at your. I mean, who cares? Really? Everything. Every distance is relative. Yeah, it's uh, who really knows where we really work at. But I think people know already. But whatever. That that I can do. I can deal with because it's a place of you know. I guess you could call business. But as far as living arrangements, no, you don't know where I live. True. <laughs> Unless you really know me, then yeah, you know where I live. But anywho, continue. But yeah, I think it was when right before we got sent home from work from our offices that we recorded and that's when it really took off because uh, the crazy different things going on right after we recorded when every we got sent home from work which was an entirely new experience for all of us since we do field work uh we're either in the office or the field super weird to be at home all day every day all of a sudden you know type of job that you wouldn't expect to be able to be done necessarily from home and after that just all the closures everything being shut down since i already said the rodeo when that got shut down that was all right cities on on closure status at this point it just kind of it ramped up quickly from there well you're right about the whole job thing because we primarily work with with people and you can't really other than just talking to them on the phone or through video call or email that's all you that's all you can really do for for the type of work that we do and because we're always seeing everybody in person getting people to come in the office home visits school visits you take all that away because the school's also closed so what do we do well, we got to improvise because things are always changing in our department all the time. You have to, okay, like, well, we're going to start doing all this. And, you know, you, you learn to adapt to the change. And it was fun, like you were saying before, right, for, yeah. for a while. And then after a while, it was almost <laughs> like, I feel like it feels like Groundhog Day every day. Just yeah. the same thing over and over again. So more of, more of a, what we're going to kind of cover throughout the episode was more of what we what we've been doing since this whole thing started any things we've picked up or any things we've accomplished so on and so forth um so it was march and then that whole thing got canceled and then yeah we got sent home in march 
April when I was is when I was done with the whole work from home thing. <laughs> a whole month. Yeah, you get a good feel of it, and then just it's just like okay, this is a because you're doing every like you were saying before, we were almost doing more work than ever before. Yeah, and I'm not complaining either. I'm, I'm probably, people probably sitting here like, well, at least you have a job. And yeah, but it's not. You know, I, I'm not. We're not those type of people that yeah. had the luxury of, okay, we get to sit down and watch Netflix all day and binge watch this. I knew a lot of people that were doing that, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Be, I I was just too tired from doing all this work stuff. By the end of the day, all I wanted to do was just do something that was fun. You know, play video games or listen to music. Yeah, because we had to record. Every, we record every single thing that we do through our work day, and it's back-checked, yeah. double-checked. Exactly. So the last thing I do is distract myself with watching something in the background. And, and like I told you, uh, I, I can't just get up and take a walk. Yes. You have to sit at the computer. Then you got your work phone, yeah. and people calling you, or you got to call someone. and So that's... If you want to go back and look at my stuff hey hey, it's all there it's all accurate so from eight in the morning up until five sometimes even afterwards because a lot of these workshops they be doing go way beyond work hours and yeah i'm very i'm I'm the type of i'm the type of person that's going to call the youth and make sure he's logging into his stuff because it it comes back around to you saying, oh, I couldn't get in. It's like, you didn't even try. So. Uh, but that's a whole mess in itself. And the, the schools, yep. a year and three months later, still cannot figure out how to do online classes and take attendance. It's just, and, and I always heard people complain, oh, you know, look, you can sit there and complain all you want. This is what it is. Just yeah. deal with it. You can't. What I, what I got from this pandemic was actually finally starting to take formal guitar lessons something i was always anticipating and doing just right. never had the time because i have to go do it in person and have to drive over now i could just do it at home through zoom and to this day i'm still doing them and i'm probably going to continue even after all this is done because i enjoy doing it so how i never i guess i didn't ask when when you've been talking about it off uh podcast but how's the quality on that because i can't really imagine playing an instrument over an online connection when it comes to the way my teacher and i work things out um it's almost the same as like when we recorded stuff over zoom and skype or skype the quality doesn't do the the audio right justice like sometimes i can't even hear what he's playing from his amplifier oh wow because the connection will kind of get in or it would probably be too much um, and if it's like turned off, if it's just the guitar itself, I could probably hear it and he can hear me. But then again, if he's showing me something, sometimes I'd have to ask him again, like, okay, well, can you repeat that? Cause <laughs> I didn't quite hear it and he'll do it again. Whatnot. They're only 30 minutes. So it's not like we're there. Right. Like a whole time. Ordeal. Sometimes he'll, we even extend it a bit further if he has time or like when I was out for my surgery. Uh, more on that later <laughs> um we went a full we went the full hour and even a bit after that because I, I couldn't do it before then it's not like you're brand new either so you no, you recognize no. like finger movements and you do have a better ear for sound sure. i just knew if i was like trying to jump straight in which i guess i can kind of say too is um i kind of started dabbling back into learning to play piano mm-hmm. again after all this started 
Wow. So I was using YouTube videos to kind of like try and reteach myself. Yeah. So that's a different thing, but I guess everyone has like different ways of learning too. I think it'd be way better with an in-person session because that's how I originally learned piano when mm-hmm. I was, God, how old was I? Like, I don't know, 12, 13 or so. Um, oh, I, yeah, I always yeah. I always learn something new on the show. So you <laughs> you actually know how to play piano. Well, I you did. learn you learn how I to play learned, piano. Yeah, uh, I also used to play French horn. Okay. In middle school, fun fact: I was just talking to a kid uh, about this the other day because he was he was talking about being in band and playing trumpet. And you know, everyone you know when they take band, they play trumpet. Both my brothers did. And this kid's dad was like, yeah, I used to play trombone and in band. And so that's when I told them, yeah, I played French horn. I just haven't played music in a while. I wish I played guitar. Might be more relevant in my day-to-day life. Clearly, I don't own a French horn or a piano. <laughs> or a guitar. I mean, well, I, have, I have plenty of instruments at home, man. It's... See, but it's more accessible. <laughs> uh, but I was playing on Monica's keyboard okay. uh, back last year when we last recorded. So that's how I like teaching myself again. I just need to get another one to continue since we, since I moved about six months ago, I haven't had one to practice on myself. So on you, know the, you could do, you get one of those controllers that I bought. I bought this little, it's like about this long, this little table. Uh, you can plug it into your, I don't know if you have a MacBook or uh, just a PC laptop. PC. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can still plug it into yeah. a, a laptop. You can plug it in and download all these different types of softwares and stuff, and you can actually play the piano through your controller. It's a little keyboard controller. I I'm, and See, that would be cool. But I feel like the, the keyboard that I have, I guess, since we don't have video, uh, is about like oh, three yeah, sure. times as long standard as you indicate. <laughs> yeah, well, with this one, when you hook it up to your computer, you can do not only keyboards but you can do synthesizers drums uh you could do that on a keyboard program too. I, I think it's just like the the transition of the skill yeah yeah, yeah. On, on that keyboard i mean if you have a regular size keyboard you can do everything yeah, it's the spacing i don't have giant hands mm-hmm. so a tiny keyboard would be convenient but just to play like the traditional thing yeah like, yeah it's, it's muscle memory a lot mm-hmm. so that's what i was kind of like struggling with sometimes it's like okay i can not look at the keyboard and kind of remember how far I have to move my hand mm-hmm. to hit the key. But if I look, it's easier. So yeah, that was like some of the stuff I was like trying to reteach myself of what key is where, how far do I needs to reach without counting one, two, three, four, five on yeah, the yeah. keyboard. I would do it the same with the guitar, just really trying to delve into more of what it actually is rather than just, okay, put your finger on the first, uh, first fret on this string and it's more of okay play an e or something and then you'll know what that is and this type of chord and a lot of the other stuff i was also doing was more uh really just diving into um what was it that i did that first time (laughs) built my own pedal my first pedal board pedal board um sold one of my old guitars and bought another one traded it in rather uh really just been diving into gear different software stuff i mean i've accumulated a whole bunch of crap and then started <laughs> buying a cds that have been out of print on ebay 
for fairly cheap too. I'm not I'm not spending like sixty bucks on a CD. And I can't probably... imagine there's a huge market of just like randoms that want to buy CDs these days. Man, I, and you know what? I went to the record store this morning for record store day at mm-hmm. Cactus Music, and when I tell you it was packed, it was packed because there's still. I, I'm very. I'm still. I'm not really into vinyl as much as other people are these days. I'm not a hipster. <laughs> I'm not saying all those people are hipsters either. Because I you still even see... have anything that play vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a record player. Yeah, my parents do too. And my dad has a set of JBL speakers that uh, he okay. inherited from uh, another cousin that passed away years ago. Um, I think he had like a set of four, and he got two. Huh. And when I tell you those things kick, I mean, those are the old school, like, JVL speakers. You can't find those <laughs> anywhere else. Like, you can, they're, they're good for parties. So, if, if I ever do end up doing my, uh, do end up doing, like, a party for my 30th birthday or any type of gathering, right. I'll make sure to invite you and I can show you what I'm talking about. Or I can yeah. play these records. And, dude, I have a whole bunch of vinyls uh, in my box just a lot of stuff that I already have on CD. So, are they like are they older? Or do they still hold up? Have you played them? <laughs> a lot of them I say it's kind of like half and half. Okay. Maybe more new than old slash used. Right. Um I have found some that will probably skip over and those I usually get rid of. I'm like oh. I'm not keeping this cuz it's skipping over, but for the most part they all play Fairly not, good. Not even for like the just in its cover on the shelf display purposes. I could probably get it again. Um, it's fair enough. I, I think I've only done that for one though. I haven't really been doing that. Everything I really just keep. And, yeah, because I just um, haven't seen anyone that has a collection that actually displays them. Mm-hmm. Like they're boxed up. Oh, I just have them type yeah, thing. Well, his other, my dad's other cousin, when we helped him move units, he. There was like three or four boxes that he had <laughs> that someday I'm my brother and I are going to inherit, as I was told. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a lot of good rare gems in there that I'm going to be like, whoa, this is original pressings, too, from like the 60s and 70s and the 80s. So I'm just going to be like, whoa, this is too much. But is your brother going to feel the same way? Is he going to want some? Dude, my brother and I are like were like two completely different people but i think in his in his defense he would have all that stuff if he had the equipment for it he uh, doesn't buy any of that because he doesn't have it right so he's more into still there's a thing about you, you mentioned cds there's just I, i'm gonna defend cds till the end of time <laughs> i have like maybe four or five boxes of cds my cds right Something about the qual, maybe because I'm an audiophile. Something about the quality of a CD rather than just an MP3 that you're streaming on on your phone or whatever. I don't know. It just doesn't get any better than that. It's a, a nostalgia factor too. Um, I, I I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I do have Apple Music. I love that it's very convenient to just punch up a uh, a band, right? And you have the whole discography in the palm of your hands. And you don't have to deal with hey Alexa, (laughs) play whatever. You don't even have to press anything. Or that, yeah, that too. You have your your uh, Alexa thing set up to where you can just play it, and it's like, whoa, 
But, dude, you'd be surprised all these people buying these vinyls. And I bought three today that I'll show you later. <laughs> uh, and, and really, I just buy the ones that I really want to get. There was one in particular I got today that I've been looking for since I was like a kid. But I think I think it'd be a cool set piece if you because I know we've talked about like setting up music rooms not not for me but yeah more, like you and other people to set that up that would be like a really cool set piece in oh a, yeah like designated music room area and that's the plan too because I've seen a bunch of these people on YouTube that have those bins that they have at the store they have them in their in their homes right you can just sort through like oh cool. It's like you're at the record store, <laughs> but you're at the house. And I guess even if you really wanted to go all in, you're already trying, if you're trying to make a dedicated room, then you probably set it up or try to at least do maybe in a perfect world situation. You have enough money. You set up this room to be like the perfect acoustic. Oh, yeah. Setup yeah. To have it treated and everything. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's been a, that's been my dream, if you could say, since I was a kid have my own home studio if i can use this room how much do i gotta pay for rent <laughs> ah, see not even that much i cover it <laughs> but i don't know if you want to keep all your music stuff in my place <laughs> that is uh yeah seeing travel time yeah that's uh that's gonna discourage you if you have to sit and say all right i gotta get my car go somewhere do something true yeah true so well that's what i've been looking forward to and that's what i've also been doing just kind of reorganizing on my stuff during this downtime and people are always saying you know they're bored of with they can't find anything to do and i'm like don't you have any hobbies don't you have any because the music thing as you know it's been forever for me it's right, been since yeah. i was a kid and i know i have friends that tell me man that's so cool that you got into it so young and i'm like well yeah for one i was into it because my dad introduced me to it. It wasn't like he forced me into it. He right. just had it on all the time. And we would listen to Rock 101, KLOL. Um, he would be playing his cassettes that he would tape off the radio. <laughs> Remember, that was a thing back then. I used to do the same thing, too, when I was a kid. And eventually, I just went off on my own. He never, he never forced that stuff on us. It was always there. He stuck to his core of bands. I kind of took it a step further. And just delve into it deeper than he did. So let me ask you this question. Sure. Sorry, I had to lean back forward. No, no, I was, no, I was that's, thinking that's for fine. a second. But um, so, what's your opinion on? Because I mean, when you look back at like school, right, and and learning new skills and electives, a lot of times. So, like for foreign exam, uh, foreign language example, right? I took two years of French in high school. Never really used it, so I didn't get anything out of it. So what do you really think about maybe how kids learn music and music theory in school when they don't have a real life chance to apply it? So like how I learned French horn, when am I ever going to use that, right? Right. Uh -huh. Unless I was someone, I mean, it's important to introduce that early to someone who would potentially go in to be like in a symphony, for example, like mm -hmm. you need people to learn how to do it, but that comes from pure passion. But do you think more people would be more interested in learning music if they were introduced initially to something that they could play on their own, like a guitar? And like, because my mind says I could never play French horn and make a song by itself. Yeah, it's a supportive instrument, so I never have any reason to 
keep up with it. You can't bust down a French horn at a party and say, hey, yeah. listen to this. <laughs> but a guitar or drums, you have that opportunity to like make a band yeah. and you know play around and like explore. Do you think it's really worth like the current education system with a lot of kids going into band and creating this whole like oh more orchestra type band versus trying to learn band in the sense of what kids might be able to engage with what they hear on the radio and the bands they listen to i think it's man that's a that's a good question <laughs> and you have me you have me going there for a bit because i had a million things going right at yeah, the same I know. time I, sorry it was like a run and, and i was like sentence. okay <laughs> i think it's really important that they that the opportunity is there uh as far as the stuff that's being offered in school right um because that way it might you might pique their interest you're not going to pique everybody's interest everybody's interested in different things you know right. sports and whatever but you're always going to have that one person that hey they might enjoy it for what it is they might not necessarily want to play the guitar they just want to do that because there's a whole bunch of areas that you can go into when when if you're really just teaching them the fundamentals of all that stuff because you can apply that stuff almost anywhere say like if you knew how to read and write music true you can pretty much play almost any instrument all you got to do is just apply it there but if you're not exposing them to that stuff i mean i had a teacher in middle school that kind of reignited reignited this love that i have for this the genre that i like dude he was playing he was playing like Def Leppard in class. He was introducing <laughs> us to like Kiss and every assignment that we had had something to do with a band. And do you ever think I looked at the assignment? I already knew stuff about this band. <laughs> like I remember one assignment was about Kiss and, you know, just basic questions. It wasn't rock. It wasn't like math or something. Rocket science. Dude, I love going to this class. <laughs> he introduced us to like different genres of rock, like Latin rock and like glam rock. Um, uh, more into like the heavier stuff later and dude I, it was always I'm like I don't know how to read this I know the whole band back and forth, like the back of my hand and it was always it was an easy hundred so I'm see like, that's why I think like the actual music classes need to introduce like more music theory and yeah, examining yeah. the bands because yeah. when I went it was um, you, you signed up for the class then mm -hmm. we, we came into the music room and you could say what you wanted to play, but I can't remember what I said I wanted to play. But they had you try out like the reeds and the mouthpieces of different things. And I remember I never wanted to play a French horn. It was mm. I wanted to be in band, but I didn't want to play a French horn. But it was like the teachers were, okay, you're in band and all right, you sound like you're gonna be okay just from playing the, the mouthpiece. Like you get the mouth movement down to play it. So that's what you are. So I started band, your French horn, this is what you do. You learn how to play this specific instrument. We learn how to write, read music, obviously. But there was never any discussion of music in, in the general sense. It was you just learned how to play the instrument. You didn't learn about what, like what type of music you could apply this instrument yeah. to. Like we so didn't listen to orchestra music. So it's like, like if that. you were to start learning a song on a guitar, just okay, play the riff to like 
a Van Halen song, and that's it. Yeah, and, and only learning you know. how to play it by yourself. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I, you're very limited when it comes to that stuff. And I think it could have gone a long way with actually it having entire classes of listen to this band and appreciate what you could potentially do. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just I'm, like going through the motions. I'm slowly starting to discover that stuff as I, as I push 30 this year. Really just looking at different styles of guitar like blues and jazz because you can only do the rock and heavy metal stuff for so long and i see myself playing maybe at a small place somewhere i don't have any big aspirations to you know i'm more like behind the scenes and more into like gear and like production type of stuff um i can leave that to my brother he (laughs) he'll be he'll be the star of the show you know he's my uh, he's my right hand man for that. You know, I can sit back and play drums. I mean, you've seen me doing that on, right, on these yeah. videos and yeah. whatnot. I can easily back him up. It's like we're cut from the same cloth. But if you ask me if I know how to read or write music, dude, I can. It's like looking at a math equation. I'm like, what is that? But in learning all that stuff, you're able to actually apply it later on. It's like, okay, if you're trying to write a song, you know where things go rather than just okay, this sounds pretty good. And, dude, don't get me wrong. A lot of these famous guys, these famous guitar players, a lot of these guys don't even know how to read or write music. Which they, is... It's just the strangest thing. And I always, I always thought this as music gets more and more contemporary. There's a lot of people that don't play any instrument at all. There's a lot of trash out there. Just just putting it out there. I don't want to go into another rant, another uh, solo rant that I always do. <laughs> but let me ask you, th- let me ask you th- about this. Okay. Um, what about, how do you feel about people that don't know how to actually play a physical instrument, but they understand writing music and they use like electronic programs to write music? Because I've kind of heard some people about that, that they cannot physically pick up an instrument, but using digital they programs, understand. they can make a solid oh, song. They it works for their to their advantage you know not everybody not everybody's uh as inclined to actually learn i'm talking about more like it's obviously you have no talent but you're doing all this (laughs) thank you guys for tuning in this week uh that concludes part of the uh part of the series that i'm cutting up for this for this episode i'm actually cutting this episode up into four parts you know given the fact that we went over well, not really over, but close to two hours. Uh, nonetheless, it was a great conversation with my good friend uh, and a co-worker for, for many years, Mark Slaughter. So uh, make sure you tune in for the next three weeks as we conclude the, this uh, short series that we did, or that I'm doing, actually. <laughs> so if you guys... Uh, like what you hear, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show at the Hangout Podcast with Juan Hernandez on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Juan underscore A underscore H. And follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Juan underscore A underscore Hernandez 91 for all your gaming needs. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tune in for next week's episode.